Culture Kings. Culture Kings. Culture. You know, as much as I like to think that I have a moral support, I don't even know how to say the word support. How do you say the word, Matt? Superiority? Superiority? Yeah, superiority. Yeah. As much as I like to think I have a moral superiority with some things. Like, there are certain times when, like, I I walk through life and I'm like, man, I'm no better than the worst of us. Uh, And you know when those times are mostly is when I'm in rush hour traffic or Mm. in traffic in general in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm a bad person when sure and I, if i'm in traffic i'm a bad person i um like if i had a firearm i would shoot it oh my god and i never would kill anybody i never would shoot anybody like in any you just other do state it yosemite in my sam life. style yeah no and it, no yeah i'll just shoot on the ground and let it <laughs> propel me up in the sky <laughs> uh and that's how i let my anger out no but i i have no interest in like owning a firearm i've never even shot a firearm but if i had one behind the wheel of a car i would have killed someone by now i i truly believe that um i curse so many people out i curse yeah. old men out i curse old ladies out I I I flipped the bird. I am a different person. And I wondered, like, does that mean that I'm just a bad person? Or does that mean that in our worst impulses, that the worst of us as human beings comes out? And and being that you are who you are, Matt, I feel like you can answer this question because right. you have firsthand experience on this on an everyday basis. Like, do you walk through life like... Is is every is everyday life for you rush hour traffic or is it just, you know, who you are? I, yeah. I really want to know this. Uh, so that's my secret. I'm always in rush hour traffic. Got it. You so know what? Like, I understand yeah. you now. I understand mm-hmm. you now. I you know what? I on behalf of Culture Kings, on behalf of all of us, on behalf of listeners, I want to apologize to you because if what you experience through life is just a perpetual feeling of rush hour traffic. Yeah. Then I understand where you come from. You know, I'm always pushing down the urge to be Michael Douglas in the movie Falling Down. I'm inches away from it constantly, and I always just suppress it. I've never seen that movie. It sounds like a movie only people who don't enjoy black and brown joy would (laughs) uh, watch. But... I don't know. Maybe I, I, I am, I am a fair person. I'm a fair-minded person, and I don't want to assume that I'm the only person who's never seen that movie. So, I, I, I want to bring it to, um, our, I want to bring it to somebody else, and I have the perfect person. Uh, Kosser, have you ever seen that movie? Have you do? Is this a movie that I should know about, or is this only a movie that Matt and his kind no, know about? It, it- Kind of sounds like a movie for serial killers more than anything. Oh my god! Okay. It's just in right. in in its title. Never heard of it. Never. Pushing down, yeah. Like what? Falling are you, down. Are you pushing, falling down. Like why are you yeah. falling down? Nobody wants to fall down unless you need to kill somebody. Yeah. It's a movie of the oppressor. That's what it is. Okay. All right. It's directed well, by Joel Schumacher. Oh well, god, go. Schumacher, really? There you go. Didn't he direct Batman Forever? He did. He did direct that movie. <laughs> Which is the best Batman of the original four. Just so yeah, now say. what's your take on this movie? It's on actually falling down? Good. On yeah. falling down? What's my take? I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't have a fucking take. I think I you don't have watch a take. It. I don't know. Kalser, do you have any any times when you're like not oh, a good person? When, oh, for sure. And it's very petty things too. You know, mm. if it's like something, if it's something big, like I'm cool. I'm the big person. Mm-hmm. But um, if someone leaves hair in the shower, okay. if somebody is confronting me in front of a grocery store, I think I've gotten into the most that, okay, you're on the road is my grocery store. Okay. Like I am a very, very kind person, mm-hmm. says this person who's talking about getting into fights at the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but that's, that's my shit. I cannot stand if somebody, I don't know why, I feel like grocery stores, people like to Brings give each other the dirty looks. People. Yeah, get, and it brings mm-hmm. out the worst of me. Yeah, okay. yeah. I feel um, that. I, I yeah. get that, too. But also, I want to go back. I, you glossed over this um, <laughs> because, like, you know, 
there's only one person who's leaving the hair in the shower, <laughs> and it's generally your partner. So, like, no, it's uh, not. Okay, I live with <laughs> okay, because you know, I I don't I just want to you know because listen, yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. the hair in the shower too, but right, you know, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna say I hate when Jess leaves her hair in the shower. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah no well my my partner she like she knows better she okay knows better. all right okay but okay. you know but it's not even just this shower it's like you know you go to a friend's you know it's not too shower. i don't know I, my mom's <laughs> I, my mom's place i get mad at my okay. mom I'm like mom what the fuck why is their mom like hair in the shower that's true <laughs> i'm staying with my mom right now and mm-hmm. like i have to realize that this is not my apartment this is not my house <laughs> Because like I'll be I'll look at some shit and I'll be like, Yo Ma, why you got this shit? And then I'll be like, Well look, you you leaving soon. Like you Right, good. right. You don't you don't have Matt is rubbing off on me in ways. <laughs> good grief. I know. I know. Welcome to Culture Kings, everybody. Jackie's here. No Edgar today, but I do have a homie. You guys, I don't know. Maybe you're new to the podcast. Maybe you decided I only listen to Earwolf podcast, so I didn't listen to the other 200 fucking episodes that you mm-hmm. had. And I've never heard this person before. So if you have not, ladies, gentlemen, everybody, uh, I should probably figure out something else to say besides ladies and gentlemen. That's an outdated term. Oh, I got uh, you. You could just say folks. 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 See, I can't say folks. You know why? Why? Because I grew up in Chicago and folks is a gang term. Oh. Um, so I'm used to that. I'm I'm used to that. Like GD folks and what up, folk? You're generally talking uh, to a gang member when you uh. say folks. So whenever I say that, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm initiating you into the gangster disciples. Right, right. Uh, so if you want to be, wanna I could call both. I could call all of you folk. If you do, you want to be initiated into GD folk. I mean, I some? wouldn't mind. I feel like they would mind. You know okay. what I'm saying? All like, right. Here's the initiation. Who am I? Here's the initiation. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> do I repeat after you? Like tonight? No, 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 no. Oh yes, you got to repeat after me. Yeah. Okay. Tonight. I've never been initiated into a gang, tonight. so I don't know. Both what I'm of you guys. To do. No, no, no. Both of you guys Come have on, to initiate Matt. this tonight. Okay. Tonight, I call sir. Oh, I thought I said tonight. No, you got to say it after I say it. Okay, call tonight. I insert uh, name I, here. Kasser Muhammad. Matt Apodaca. We'll get in my car. We'll get in my car. We'll get in my car. With the headlights off. With the, With headlights, the headlights off. off. <laughs> and drive around town. And drive, <laughs> drive around, around town. town. And anyone that flashes me to let me know my headlights are off. <laughs> And, and anyone, anyone that flashes, flashes at me to let me know my, me headlights, know my are headlights are off, I'm going to follow them and beat that ass. I'm, gonna I'm going follow to follow them, them and, and beat that, that ass. ass. You guys are gangster disciples now. Great. Thank you so much, folks. Happy to be yeah. here. Yes. Thanks, folks. Kalsar Muhammad, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Kalsar? How are you? What's up? What's up? Welcome back. Welcome back. Glad to be back. Mm-hmm. We got, uh, it's been a minute since you've been on. Uh, has it? I don't know. That should be a song. It's been a minute since you, it's it is a song, like, isn't it? It's been a long time. I shouldn't have shouldn't left have you. Shouldn't have left you. That's yes. not the song, but it sounds but like it should be. Yeah. But yes, you, it's been a minute and I'm so glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome to Earwolf. Things are different over here from mm. iHeart. Uh, mm-hmm. For instance, uh, at iHeart... We didn't have a producer, basically, who did anything to tell us anything. Um, And that's not shade. Maybe. But here, we have a producer who lets us know what to do, who does things for us. And he does a very good job. His name is Young Prince Matt Apodaca. Uh, You guys just got initiated into a gang together, so I want to introduce you guys. I'm happy Um, to be in a a gang. mm -hmm. Me too. I love okay. friends. Yes, yeah, yeah. Any any sort of sense of community we could have, especially yeah. in these times right now, is really great. Yeah, just don't make me watch falling falling down. What's that movie? Falling. It's it's really good. <laughs> That's no. Matt, I, well, wish, Matt, I wish everyone could see my face right now. Before just, before we started, Matt did say his goal for this episode 
is to uh, sow seeds of hate into your heart um, because, you know, he just doesn't want he doesn't want allies to Mm -hmm. uh, to black excellence and black joy. And Mm -hmm. I hope that you don't I hope you don't fall for it. (laughs) I hope you don't fall for it. It's a ploy. Okay, Matt, one of these days I'm going to finally trick one of the guests into what into (laughs) joining me. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. Uh, have you ever seen Crazy Rich Asians, Coster? Yes, of course I have. I have I two. Like, I feel like you have. Yeah, it was like a big old blockbuster. Was it? Uh, it was. It was a big mm-hmm. old. It was one of those movies that everybody was like, "You got to see it. You got to see it." I saw it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It was also that weird time where Constance Wu was in the news. Uh, because, <laughs> right, right. you know, but like now I get it, you know, like I yeah. got it then too, but like I get it even more now where right. it's just like, yo man, I don't want to be doing this fucking show no more. <laughs> right, right. But that, <laughs> I I mean, that, that movie was, it was like huge for the Asian community because yeah. it was like, oh shit, something where we look kind of cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it, it was, it was very cool. And, but them, man, them niggas was rich, man. Like I... <laughs> Damn. Right. Um, right. Like, do people like? Do my, I I just want to know. I want to. I want to be friends with people where Aquafina is considered the poor one of the family of like your friend. <laughs> that shit was wild. Uh, wild. But one thing that is universal is uh, we all got crazy ass families. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Not all rich. The crazy Not all rich. Is there. No, most of my crazy family is, is poor. Yeah. Most of my family yeah. is poor, unfortunately. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, some of them are. Mm-hmm. Some of them have a little bit of money. Like some of them yeah. live in Florida. I feel does like you Florida have... imply money. I feel like it does, right? I oh. feel like it does, doesn't it? Like them niggas got houses. That's true. I I think Florida. I think retirement. Okay. I think Florida. I think um, generally the worst people alive. <laughs> but, but, Fair. but Fair. I also think Disney World and it right. ups my it ups my uh opinion of the whole state of Florida. And I know there are some people from Florida who are steaming at that right now, but uh. guess what? Ah, it's my show and I don't give a shit. Right. And you love Disneyland. I do. And world. I like I love old them all. people. You yeah. do? Okay. I, yeah, I don't mind them. Well, we have a young person on the show today. He was in Crazy Rich Asians. He is on the show Superstore. He's a funny ass dude. Uh, very excited to talk to Nico Santos. I think we should go ahead and get right to him. How about you, Coster? Let's do it. So, Nico, I I, I want to talk because I you know one thing that I love about uh you know just the work that I've seen you in. And just the demeanor is is every like you always just look so damn attractive whenever people see you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like shit, man. I'll be walking outside and be like, man, today I ain't got it. But man, I never see Nico when he ain't got it. You know? What I'm saying? Why? I, uh, I, never. I I appreciate that. Think that that that's not what I thought you were gonna say. No, even uh, even even like right now, you got yeah. the cool glasses on. You know. Cool. You know even, what the way he, he, even the way he talked into his mic, it's like this is a classy man. <laughs> right, right. You know, <laughs> and quarantine has quarantine has made us up everything. Right, like you know, now I, I we have to buy mics and shit. You know, I I got a damn ring light now. Uh, <laughs> I you got know, this what, social media influencer background. See, well, quarantine has completely changed. Like you know, like I. Um, I, I worked retail, like, you know, in my days in San Francisco, I, I studied costume design. So I always like followed fashion. It was always something of uh, uh, an interest of mine and having to do all these events and getting glammed up. I was all about that. But now that the quarantine happened, you know, like I got a haircut like three days ago for the first time. in like, since the quarantine happened mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like I rarely, I rarely wear anything with buttons now. I'm usually like in my gym clothes. Um, I had to buy interim like fat clothes for the quarantine because nothing fits. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm, if I'm going to be honest, I'm struggling a little bit. I'm it's struggling okay. a little Listen, bit. With, I get it with the style it. and the fashion. So it's, uh, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward for for things to sort of go back to normal. So yeah, so I got get glammed up. <laughs> 
I can't wait. I cannot wait. I got my first haircut. So I when quarantine started, it had been since the day before Valentine's Day that I got a haircut. And then June is when I got my last haircut. Oh. And like I almost made love to myself when I got home, how, <laughs> like with how good I felt I looked after that, and it's just so wild, the how we have taken the little things like wearing jeans, yeah. straight <laughs> up, um, yeah. or just like you know, like I I love me a spa moment. I mm-hmm. I love I love getting a massage, getting a facial, getting you know like getting all that done, and um, it's it's been a while, and I I feel yeah. like my body is just not. Uh, it's, it's out of sync, man. It's not, it's not doing <laughs> it's rough. Right. Yeah. Cause like yeah. you're it's, and then all these zooms, right. Where like your mind is like working really hard and your body's just like in the same oh. spot. It's rough. Yeah. 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 It is. Well, like, you know, the pandemic has been insane. You know, like I'm, I'm sure you've heard like my stepfather passed away from COVID. And of course, I'm sorry that was to hear at, that. At the, yeah. thank you. At, at, it was at the beginning of the pandemic. And then obviously it was like, people wanted to interview me about my grief and, and that whole experience. And, you know, I'm just like, listen, all you're going to get is me and a baseball cap and a t-shirt. Like I don't have time yeah. Yeah. to put on, to put on foundation for, for any of you guys. Yeah, seriously. This is the I, last thing on my mind. Amen. I feel that I listen, yeah. my, my fiance is currently going, she's on the man, thankfully, but she has COVID too. And oh, no. these last like, 18 days i'm just like listen y'all getting dry mouth no chapsticked uh i ain't doing my i ain't combing my hair shit yeah nothing Mm -hmm. i'm like this is as as best as i can do right now yeah but y'all like the zoom i don't know about y'all but for the zoom cameras for me i feel like they're not high def like everything else so i feel like they're flattering you know because like lord knows y'all will be saying seeing like hair on my upper lip if it wasn't see? for this low definition camera see i look better in high definition standard definition don't fuck with me man like i <laughs> i'll be looking like ooh, 720p jackie saying it where does 1080p jackie say you're like what kind of filter are they using no 540p cosser is the hottest cosser that exists the higher res you go the more the more chin hairs okay. you see like it's not okay. cute. Right. Yeah, I've just gotten used to, you know, working on set and having a full team to make you look like Yeah. You know, like 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 even my hair, like I'm like I, I'm balding, my hairline is completely receding, but like on Superstore, like the hair people make it look like I have much thicker hair than I do. And I'm just <laughs> like, I, I you know, I, I need I need my hair team. I need yeah. my hair team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh I want to I want to chat a little bit about that. Uh, a homie of mine, friend of the show, friend of mine, uh, Colton Dunn. We were just talking like Colton. two days ago. Yeah, Colton is a homie. He was like, "You guys are going back in like two weeks," <laughs> um, which is, I, yeah, I yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. It's it's scary. I'm I'm in that same predicament where in a couple weeks I have to be on the set, and I'm like. And I'm fresh off of a COVID scare with my fiance. I'm just like, I'm like, Jesus. But one thing that I will say that I do love about Superstore and just in general as somebody, have you ever worked retail, Coster? Um, let me think. I feel like if I have to think, then the answer is no. I was going to say, yeah, the answer is no. I've had a lot of (laughs) shitty jobs for like two days and then quit. Okay. 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 So no, not retail, but I fold my clothes at home. (laughs) That's more than I do. Yeah. Part yeah. of started retail. Yeah. So. I worked at Best Buy before. Okay. Why, why was I expecting? I don't know why. I was expecting something like out of pocket, like Abercrombie or I don't know, Banana Who Republic. Made, you know, Hollister. Yeah. Hollister. I don't think I would have fit in at Hollister um, with my like braids and throwback jerseys when Hollister was popular. <laughs> I don't know if Got I don't know if they would have hired me. Uh, I remember my first interview. I, I interviewed for a place called Cubs Food. Uh, and it, you know, listen, as a 30, almost 34 year old man now, I completely get why they didn't hire me. <laughs> but back then, I mean, it, it was this old white guy, and I come in with like a shirt that's three sizes too big, uh, straight back braids, and like pants sagging off my ass. You know, it was the early 2000s. What are you going to do? And. I, the whole time I just felt him like judging me, just like, you ain't getting this job, nigga. And I'm just like, <laughs> and it didn't feel good now or then. And it still sucks now, but yeah. I also get it. Like this 15 year old kid comes in <laughs> with like, 
it took me a while to get a job. Like um, the first couple of interviews I had uh, for retail jobs, like I did not get hired for. And it wasn't until, you know, the first job I had in San Francisco when I moved there was for a call center. Mm-hmm. And that call center happened to have like a retail store. And I kind of got, got in through the back door. And Ooh. once once they, they saw, I, I was like telling the boss, I'm like, I can sell the shit out of these shoes. Put me in the store. I can sell yeah. the shit out of these <laughs> shoes. And then they eventually put me in the store. And then, you know, I became like a really good salesperson. They're like, oh, you're really good at this. I'm like, I know about shoes. I can sell this stuff. <laughs> so it wasn't until I got that job that I sort of proved myself to other retailers and then like, we'll hire you. But right. for Superstore, actually, when we filmed the pilot, um, we there was a about a three-month period before we were going to film the pilot. So uh, Nicole Bloom, who plays Cheyenne, had the idea of like, why don't we apply to a Target and, and see if we can get hired so we can get some experience, you know, be real method about it. <laughs> and there was a Target near my house. And I applied, and I got denied. What? what? I got flat out so denied. Funny. And I'm like, I have worked for Dior, for Bottega Veneta, for Jimmy Choo, and y'all gonna deny me from Target? Um, yeah. Excuse me, it's Target. It's I, a little, it's a little higher class. That's yeah. probably why I got denied. Like, you didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know which tar- which Target which Target y'all go to? The, uh, I went to the one on um, Santa Monica and La Brea. Okay. All right. Damn, and they, they like, denied you. No. Yeah, they're like, that's, no. That's, they seem, I mean, it's the middle of, like, that's like the middle of WeHo, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah, that's they the WeHo one. They must be uppity. One. They must be uppity. Now Damn. we know. That's the Damn. Yeah. Even tar- yeah. Target got, even Target up here, like, nah, we got standards, yo. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah. You they're can't, like, come, try you can't Sears. come push these cops. <laughs> try Sears. I hear Sears is going out of business. They may need somebody. <laughs> they may Have need somebody to... JC Penny, perhaps? <laughs> Over there, maybe DD's Ross, you know, (laughs) Kmart might need somebody to, you know, repaint the walls. Uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, retail is a retail, you know, here's the thing, I and it bad jobs. I don't want to say bad jobs, no job is a bad job if it's putting food on your table and and stuff like that, but transitional jobs, jobs that pay the bills, absolutely. Yeah. But one thing, you know, as somebody, I've worked in grocery stores and and I've worked in Best Buy. I eventually was a manager at Best Buy for like almost a year. And the one thing I I don't know if I would ever go back to retail. I transitioned before I really started hitting in the entertainment world to being a tour guide, and that felt much better for me because you know it was still it's still a service job, but I got to kind of perform a little yeah. bit as my my day job uh but the one thing that i do miss about retail and and superstores like this for people who have never worked in retail uh it really is about the relationships in the store and i do miss the friendships and just the wild shit that goes on yes <laughs> it is so wild like if i could i remember after a store closed one time and I was working at a grocery store and the store closed. All the customers were out and there was an apple that fell on the floor. And instead of just picking it up and throwing it into the garbage, I'm about a good 100 feet away from where the kitchen was in the grocery store. And I wanted to test my aim. So I wound up and baseball through that apple uh, and with perfect time, I don't think I could replicate this if I tried. With perfect timing, one of my homies who worked there, his name was Drew, <laughs> stood up from facing the freezers and it smacked him in the fucking head. And he chased me around the store for five minutes. He couldn't catch me. He was slow. But he chased me around the store for five minutes. And eventually I was just like, bro, I'm tired of running here. You can get me. Like, like, but it was so fun. And I just like memories like that are just so fun and the crazy stuff that goes on. The, the people so will funny. make or break your retail job. It really will. I mean, I worked in like bougie boutiques. And what I miss about that job is sort of like just being surrounded by like, you know, the most beautiful handbags and shoes mm-hmm. and dresses like every season and mm-hmm. every time you'd get a new you know, the new collection would come in. It was like Christmas at work and all of us and all the other queens at work would be like, girl, this just came in. Okay, time to call your clients. We'd line, line up all the merchandise. We're like, ooh, this is going to be from my, Mrs. So-and-so. This bag's going to be from Mrs. So-and-so. Like, you start, I mean, I miss that part of part of the, the retail experience. It's just like, 
you know, at the time you're just like, well, I'm never going to be able to afford any of this stuff. So I'm just living vicariously through my clients and I, mm-hmm. I miss that part of it. And any yeah. good client stories? I feel like, like you probably <sighs> had some Lord. interesting clientele. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, one time when I was working for Dior and I've talked about this before, Paris Hilton came in with her mom and this was like the height of like, um, what was that reality show she had? Oh, um, uh, I was yeah. Like the with, thing with that Nicole I just Richie. thought of is not it. Yeah. Simple life. <laughs> You're thinking about I was, the sex tape. <laughs> I was just about to say one night in Paris. Ray J and <laughs> <laughs> I was about to like, no, nah, that's not it. That was the other thing. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just remember um, her. The mom, simple life is what the it was simple called. life. Yeah, I just remember her mom rocking like a. Uh, like a ugly Christmas sweater because it was during the holidays, and I was all like, "Oh, okay, oh, okay, uh-huh. Hilton. Um, I guess I see where what what this is, but uh, right. sure, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, do you, do you? Yeah, you gotta love it. Also, y'all, I just remembered Kim K had a sex tape, so thanks. I mean, for that reminder, that's that's how she, how she that's, became famous, yeah. right? We don't kinda, talk about that. That kind, you know what? I will say this. I used to, for a little bit, I would always say that's kind of what started the Kardashian empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, um, and, and we're not slut shaming here. We're no, not, we're no, not, not at all. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. But then you know, because when the OJ shit happened, I was ten. So you know, like. Then, you know, but for whatever reason, two, three years ago, OJ had a resurgence uh, <laughs> with like the TV show and the document. Yeah, and listen, show, they were yeah. fucking great. I'm not downing like with the content that we got. They were both really good. But then I was like, oh, no, the Kardashian empire started with this motherfucker who, who helped OJ get off <laughs> and put his name in the news yeah. for all that shit. Yeah, that's also, where it started. They're good business women. All oh, of them, I'm, you know. I argue with somebody about that. Like, you know, we listen, I know we like to look down on celebrities and blah, 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 blah. But I was arguing with a friend who I was like, if you think they're dumb, you're you don't get to a billion dollar empire Mm -hmm. by being dumb. Mm -mm. You don't have to agree with what they do. You don't even (laughs) have to like it. But you are not going to sit up here and say they're not brilliant fucking people yeah Yeah. no they're extremely smart and i think they just have a extreme and 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 very precise understanding of what their product is yeah and and they have marketed the fuck out of it and made some bank so props to them props props I'm waiting uh, for that Kardashian money you know what i mean like i want to get to that level you know listen then i I can get an ac <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I keep telling you, cousin. <laughs> Gotta get that shit. AC. Get this AC. Uh, get this AC. The reason I'm late is, uh, you know, we're in the middle of. I, we just bought my boyfriend. And I just bought a house. Oh, congrats! And congrats. That's thank very exciting. You. It is. It is very exciting. You know, it it you know, took a lot of many many years of hard work to be able to get to this point. But ooh, it is stressful. It is, yeah, <laughs> it is, I bet. I bet. Well, listen, the part that we can see, the the art is already looking tight on the wall behind yeah. you. So you I know, I really like your you. fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my yeah. fish plate, my fish yeah. plate. Love yeah. it. Some cartoons. Oh, look at that! I'm got, a, I'm a huge fan of wall yeah. art. Yeah, got yeah. storm storm in the background. Love it. Storm Love in the background it. riding a tauntaun. Oh, oh hey, shit. that's so good. Yeah, she's riding a tauntaun. She got a. A gem in the hologram mic, a Hattori Hanzo sword from Kill Bill. So and, yeah. good. It's like a orgasm. I love it. <laughs> That's so tight. Uh, can we talk a little bit about the journey, man? Because, you know, the, uh, I, I, you know, here in L.A., there's this thing called the CBS Diversity Showcase. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've auditioned for it and all that good stuff. Because I think me and you have talked about it before. Uh, and you did it a few years ago. 2014 yeah. 2014 um as a writer but then you also jumped in as an actor yes um and then pr- relatively soon after that I, I like two three years after that you got superstore right so about then, two years after yeah okay and then I, that and then crazy rich asians and then other and stuff in between and and after that as well but uh what is that journey like as a diverse person in LA especially as an asian american and in LA as well it's uh, you know um 
it, it's it's been it's been very interesting. Um, I think for me, my career is not what I pictured it to be because I started out um, as a stand-up comedian. That's my background. I started doing stand-up in San Francisco, and when I moved to Los Angeles, my only intention was to do stand-up and to sort of really break into that world. Um, but you know, I, I really found that you know the, the SF stand-up community is very different from the way LA stand-up community works, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and every sort of like club scene is very political, and, and you know, I had to having to navigate that was its own thing, and so, and I had gotten like stuff right when I moved here, like I started doing Chelsea lately, so that was like you know okay, I'm making traction, and that was right when I moved to to LA like around 2010, um, but then when uh, I had an opportunity to audition for the CBS showcase. My manager really sort of pushed for that. And I was like, I don't know, man, I'm not an actor. I don't do sketch. I do characters in my stand-up. So he really sort of like, you know, it's like, just do it. It's LA. Everybody auditions in LA. So, you know, um, I did that. And, you know, I, and I've talked about this before. It's like, I have very mixed feelings about my experience in, in the showcase because I, I would not have the career um, that uh, that I have now, if it weren't for the, the doors that showcase opened for me, the people that I met uh, through that showcase. But you know, at the time, it was being run rather questionably. Yeah. And um, and you know, I felt like I I had to, you know, <laughs> compromise a lot of of what I was willing to sort of do in this industry, and 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 what I was like, the stuff I'm like, oh God, I would never do that. I ended up doing, yeah. you know. Uh, and and being a willing participant, you know, right? Because you're just like, if this is what it takes to sort of get that career, and you know, I and I have that career, right? I don't have any regrets doing it, but it's it's just, uh, I guess, um, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. It's it's just what I have to do to yeah. to get to the place where I am. Um, but uh, I, I wouldn't change it. You know, if I ever had, ever had to go through it again, I I, I would. You you know, would I, yeah, because the journey is what gets you the journey. And listen, here's the unfortunate truth about Hollywood in general, and especially with people of color, mm-hmm. um, not even people people in marginalized groups uh, in Hollywood, is that unfortunately we're gonna go through shit. <laughs> yeah, like uh, it's just, uh, and we're fighting to get to a point where that is less and less and less, right? But you know, this is 2014. This yeah. is, you know, shit. This this is after Obama ended racism, right? So, like, um, and 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 this is something that has the title of diversity in it. So you yeah. would think, <laughs> you know, in 2014, in this post Obama era, and, and something that has diversity in it, that we still wouldn't have to deal with very deep seated issues. Yeah. Uh, that we're talking six years ago. I know, and it's really. I mean, like, I feel like it's just now getting to a point where, if something questionable does come across, you know, my desk or any any of my fellow peers' desk that we can actually, like, now, 2000, you know, 2020, now is the only time that we're able to, like, you know what, this is not, you know, I'm not comfortable doing that. I don't want to be involved with something like that. If this is the type of um, thing they're looking for from an Asian actor, I'm not the person to ask for. I'm not willing to do stuff like that anymore. Um, and, you know, this is, like, yeah, like five, six years into my career, you know, yeah. as an as a professional actor, am I now just comfortable saying no? Yeah, mm. yeah. I I was a writer and tw- I was like a half writer in 2016. I was I was there, but then I had I had to leave for travel, kind of in the middle of it. But I feel you. Like it's it's such a it's such a interesting experience. <laughs> community though, grateful for the community. And- yeah. I think overall, though, like all these diversity initiatives are so interesting because I feel like they kind of create like a kind of like this token feeling of like Mm -hmm. and even in a lot of these showcases, it's like there's one there's one Asian person. There is one um, one black person, one like Latinx person. So it's like it's like this very much feeling of like these are the seats that are at the table and there's only these many slots that are granted by the like the white people in power. And then we choose who get to fill it. So it's like. It's like agreed. It's like this thing of like it's a leg up, but also like at 
at what cost. Yeah. So well, I mean, like yeah. even like doing, you know, like you know, when I was doing the showcase, I mean, all that stuff's going through your mind. Like I did truly believe that this is as far as I could go. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that's, that's, this is the piece of the pie that's available to me. It's going to be that one line in the movie to be just like, Ow! <laughs> like, I really did mm-hmm. believe that I'm like, and, and made concessions and, and accept the fact that like, if I can pay my bills by booking two parts a year, you know, snapping and sassing, you know, whatever, like be, being the sassy gay guy, being the sassy Asian guy or whatever, like I, you know, like I, you know, for me, I was just trying to reach to a point where I was doing this full time. And I really did believe that that was, that was the only option for me. So when like, when crazy, when Superstore happened, when, when crazy rich Asians happened, I was like, I did not even truly believe that was possible, you know, to be, to be a sort of like a a featured character in a movie and B to be in a movie where, where everybody's Asian. That's insane to me. That's, you know, like, not only that, but, a blockbuster, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in many yeah. ways, which is so cool. Is I, I I wonder about that. I I wonder, like both of you guys, as as Asian Americans, um, I you know, it, it, I know as a black as a black person, I think about you know if you book something or you get on something and it's like oh, this is so revolutionary or this is a big deal and things like that those are really cool things because they are a big deal, but then there's always this fight that, but why is it a big deal? Like we should be getting to a point where a crazy rich Asians isn't a big deal because it has an all Asian cast It's a big deal because it's a good fucking movie. Right. And which it was. And, you know, I know the, the progress is slow, you know, but, uh, uh, internally, like you, you, you fight the. I at least let me speak for myself. Fight these things was like I'm very happy that I'm a part of something that is cool like this, but then also feel the weight of this shouldn't be cool like this <laughs> anymore, right? And yeah. we should be getting past this point. And Crazy Rich Asians was very much like that because it was such a big movie for everything it stood for in the Asian community. Um, and just being a very good movie on top of that as well. Uh, so I wonder how that was uh, for you, and especially toward the beginning of, well, not the beginning of your career, but toward the beginning of your peak as you're starting to ascend in the business. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's very, uh, there's, there's so many layers to this because you're like, you know, know. I, I, you're just like, I, <laughs> you know, obviously I feel so grateful and so fortunate for, for everything that's happened to me. But you know, I, I think there's there's a part of in, in all of us as as artists and as, as as people trying to make it in this industry where, you know, you're you're just trying to keep up. You know, like Crazy Asians was was two years ago. This was two years ago. Um, Damn, two. <laughs> this year's been two years, Nico. <laughs> this, yeah, no, every week is a month. <laughs> yeah, Crazy Rotations was, was was two years ago, and you know, and wow. and I always sort of wonder. I'm like, am I going to be, um, like, what's the next thing, right? Am I going to be uh, a part of a project that's going to be uh, just as culturally significant or 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 as creatively fulfilling as that? Um, you know, and and I'm doing Superstore, and I'm contractually, you know, I'm I'm tied to that show under contract, so it's a little bit harder for me to sort of navigate that landscape because mm-hmm. I got a job, you know what I mean, and and so, right. um, and so just as working actors, you're 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 trying to sort of like, I don't know, it's it's been this sort of like, uh, I don't, it's champagne problems, you know. I, I hate to even like bitch about stuff like this because I yeah. I know, I know yeah. how 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 people would just die to be in my position and and would wish yeah. that they were be in my position, but you know we're always looking forward and, and sort of looking to the next step. Yeah. So yeah, it's just sort of like what is next. Yeah, and I I don't think it's like bitching at all or anything. I feel like I it's like so we're I think we're also taught that like yo like like this is all you can do or this like like you said that one liner so it's like you know it's this constant feeling of like of the imposter syndrome almost of like oh shit you know like i gotta keep fighting i gotta keep fighting i just Um, did a whole podcast with my friend last week about imposter syndrome because it is it is like you know 
it's it's a real thing. It is it is, and honestly, like it wasn't until I looked at the Wikipedia entry of what imposter syndrome is and like looked through all the little sub things that they had. I'm like, oh oh shit! Like I am this to a T. Like everything Damn. that I go through in my life, like I I relate to that whole experience of, of what imposter syndrome is. It's, it's something I struggle with immensely. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I think a lot of artists do. Yeah. yeah. You know, because a lot of, hey, well, yes, they do. And then I, I, you said something earlier, too, that, you know, that kind of ties with this, with the imposter syndrome. And something that I'm trying to get myself to and I tell other people is, uh, you know, this is a normal saying, but have the confidence of a mediocre white man type thing, right? <laughs> um, Amen. Which is true. And, and. And also, you said something like, you know, will the next thing I do be culturally relevant? And and that it is something that will be great. But also, the next thing that we could do can be as dumb as an Adam Sandler movie, uh, right? You know, like I, that. Everybody always shits on Adam Sandler for his bad <laughs> movies, uh, and I'm just like, but yo, listen. <laughs> My black ass will take that shit and let me get to a point where I can make movies with my friends and they can be bad and I, and I can still have a career, right? Because mm-hmm. as people of color and, and these marginalized groups that we're in, in Hollywood, everything has to hit. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. Everything yeah. has to fucking hit. And yeah. if it doesn't, then you run the risk of, well, <laughs> I told you. Yeah. yeah, that person couldn't do it. And like the whole community sucks. is fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit I just, sucks. Yeah. You know what it is? I mean, like... and. I, I just want to continue working. I, I yeah. finally reach a point where I, you know, I'm I'm am financially stable. I, I I support myself doing what I love, and it took you know it took like fifteen sixteen years to get to this point of like I do comedy for a living. I get mm-hmm. paid to do comedy um, enough that I can buy a house. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and that is such like a, <laughs> yeah. such, such a badge of honor for me because like yeah. you just keep going back to those days where like I had to eat ramen for a month. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we all know what we all know what that struggle is like. So for me to reach, reach this point, I just, I can never go back. Yeah. And, and, and for, for, I think for, for, for a lot of artists, it, it's, it's feast or famine. So we, we know how, how, how fine that line is. Of of like how you know like how well I'm going to stay above the line, right. and and I'm just trying to stay above the line and and, and just keep working because I I truly do love, you know, doing comedy a and being paid to do it. <laughs> right, yeah. it's Listen, a good feeling. <laughs> you know, you you've hit a financial point where you can have tasteful pictures of fish on your wall. And... <laughs> And that's where we right, yeah. and that's where we Stone all trying to get storm. to. I'm trying to get a tasteful fish. I'm trying to get a tasteful like SpongeBob right. picture on my wall. I'm a, I'm a storm on a on a horse. What is going on? It's a tauntaun. It's a tauntaun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's dope. That's dope, Nico. Uh, I I what? All right. So this is something that I always we ask on this show, and I'm gonna ask you. Um, if I called you up and was like, "Yo, Nico." Love your work. Love what you do. Love your mind. I want you to do whatever you want to. I'm a producer. I got X amount of money. Open paycheck. You you write the net. You write the amount on it to do whatever you want to do. Okay. What would that be? What would that be it, within the entertainment industry? You know. I mean, unless you want to just you know buy a high rise and you know throw water balloons off at people then you got the money to do that too but <laughs> within you the, what that project would be what that project would be yeah i mean something I, that you would want to do i would really love to create um a show that centers on the filipino queer experience um you know i think filipino stories are just so few and far between um you you rarely see them i'm one of what, three Filipino characters on, on network television, I think? I mean, if not right now, like, I mean, there's very few because, like, wow. a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend got is, is now ended. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think I'm one of two now that's uh, wow. Filipino yeah. characters out there. I don't know. I mean, somebody Google fact check it's this. Cause very, I mean, <laughs> listen, it's just, if anybody knows Culture Kings, they know we <laughs> Google fact checked everything. There's not, a, there's not a lot of my people yeah. Uh, out yeah. there, period. And, you know, as far as queer Filipino representation, there's, I think I am the only gay Filipino, 
again, Google fact check this. I don't know. I may be talking out of my butt, but the fact of the matter is there's not a whole lot of us. And, mm. but, you know, we are one of the largest Asian minorities uh, in the country. We're the second largest Asian minority in California. Um, and our stories are rarely told. So I would really love um, to explore that. Because everybody knows a Filipino, and everybody, like, every time people meet me, strangers are just like, oh, you know, my friend's Filipino. And, and then they go into that whole, like, lumpia. I love lumpia. I love punch. You, know? <laughs> you know, everybody has had ex- an experience with a Filipino that they knew or a Filipino family. And it's always, it always comes from a place of, of, of love and, like, you know, they, you know, and so if, if people are out there talking to me about it and, and talking to each other about it, I, I know that there's a space for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Uh, I want to do something fun with both of you guys. All three of us will do this. Okay. But, you know, we're that. in we're in the middle of quarantine. The two prominent things that most of the audience uh, in the past three, four years would know you from, Superstore and Crazy Rich Asian, right? So, you know, let's, let's give each one of us $1,000. Drop in the hat. Drop in the hat. Mm-hmm. For me, that's a fucking paycheck but you know before crazy rich asian dropping the hat right <laughs> uh and let's say we're in the middle of quarantine we got a thousand dollars and you're going into a superstore with a thousand free dollars okay what's some shit we buying what's some shit we buying like we we splurging on ourselves and it's not okay. groceries we got okay. money to buy groceries you know i what can't I'm save it for post you can't save you can't okay. save it for post no as soon as covid goes away the money dissipates into the air no. So <laughs> this is that special money that goes away when COVID-19 evaporates, which will be, you know, in 2042. Uh, so what's, what, what, what are we buying? I, I'm going to let you go first, Nico. A PS5? A PS5? Oh, shit. All right. So PS5. that's 500 right there. That's 500 PS5 right there. Or, you know, I would really like a 3D printer. I don't know oh, what I would do. Or, cool. or one of those like 3D pens. Have you seen those? No, it's like what's that? It's a pen that like like you put like plastic these plastic tubes in it, and then it melts the plastic so you can make three D art Whoa. with a pen. Like oh, I don't, I don't know how much it costs. I'm sure it's pretty expensive, but okay. yeah, three D printer, three gonna... D slash three D pen or PS five. All right, yeah. all right, That's... all right. So yeah. you know. I feel like you you could definitely do the PS5, and if you also are going to get the 3D printer and pen, you still interested in that because um, you know I'm sure that's yeah. a little bit more than a thousand. But well, I can just use my employee discount. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Yo, let me tell y'all what the employee discount at Best Buy used to be. It used to be the best what? fucking employee discount ever. It was five percent above cost. Whoa. So above cost. So like. So, you know, like, let's say HDMI cables, for instance, the motherfuckers would be like $75. I would get them things for like $2. Or furniture, like that would be $800. I would get it for like $120. And shit. Let me, the employee discount was so good at Best Buy when they changed it to 50% off. People at Best Buy was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> 50% off and we was mad as fuck. That's how good I would the employee too. discount yeah, was. One so time good. when I worked at, um, I used to work for Dior, which is owned by the parent company LVMH, which also owns Louis Vuitton. And one time we got invited, the Dior employees got invited to um, the annual Louis Vuitton employee sale. This is like, like late 90s. Uh, no, no, this is like early 2000s. Early 2000s. Um, and the employee sale, they had $35 Louis Vuitton shoes. Dang. I bought, like, I was broke at the time. You know, I was working for them. But, like, you know, Brenton ex- was expensive in, in San Francisco. And, you know, I was just a broke comedian. Right. But I was, like, I spent my entire paycheck. I think I was, <laughs> I think I was like, late on rent that month. Because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to buy some new shoes. Sorry. Amen. Yo. Every place you went, you stepped in foot first. Like, yeah. ha. <laughs> That's amazing. Y'all see this? Hell LV. Yeah. LV. Love that. Love yeah. that. All right, what you got, Casa? What you got? Whew, okay. Okay, the very first thing I would get is an air fryer. Oh, Only okay. because That's I've really one. been wanting one. I, I want one. one. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I want bought that. my mom one of those for Christmas, and she loves so it. So good. She loves so it. So good. I just want that tender flakiness. Okay. Um, okay. In addition to that, honestly, I would buy a shit ton of furniture. I love good furniture. I would just get, like, you know, like... New everything. Maybe a standing desk. Maybe mm. some velvet chairs. Okay. New rugs, you know? Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, I mean, I you know, listen, a standing a standing desk seems like it's so expensive, and I don't know why. Yeah, isn't that like $1,000 right I was going to say, that Are seems they? like that's your whole paycheck. No. Right okay, no. I don't want to like, do that. When we're talking about boring. furniture, unless you're going to Ikea, $1,000 is, is <laughs> like, a lot. You was like, yo, you was like, I love me some good-ass furniture. I'm like, then I'm like, you ain't. I've been shopping at Ikea is... too long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, $1,000, that, that's like an end table, baby. <laughs> right. I'm going to the, I'm going to yeah. the second section in Ikea with my thousand see how desperate my need for new furniture is a thousand dollars that's half a sconce you know what I'm saying right right. yo that's one fish art thanks for ruining my dreams y'all I guess I'll leave the air fryer I'll just buy like Uh, five air fryers though okay okay yo at least you're gonna be fed at least you're gonna be fed (laughs) nothing to put in it but I'll have air fryer Oh man! All right, all right, all right. So what if I you? if I went in with that thousand dollars, you know that three D printer sounded good. I've, I've always right? that three D printer. You can't jip his answer. I know. I know. You can just ask him if you could use his. All right, cool. I'll I'll all right. So with that thousand dollars, I'll I'll give Nico fifteen bucks to borrow his three D printer for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you know, want to want to invest. Um, and then with the other $985, I think I would buy, I'm going to buy two pairs of Jordans. I'm going to buy two pairs of Jordans. Do I've already, now nah, they don't oh. sell Jordans at Superstore, but in the Superstore I go to, they got them special Jordans, you know, they got them, can you imagine the Jordans like, at Best Buy, they're gonna be the most expensive Jordans you would ever get if you get Jordans <laughs> well, at an electronic store. Dior, Dior just came out with some Air Jordans. Set a collaboration. So Ooh, okay, yeah, all right. There's a whole there's a whole mini capsule collection of Jordan and Dior. Check okay. it out. Check okay, it out. yeah. But you know what else I would buy? I'm not. I haven't told anybody this. I haven't even told my fiance this. Hmm. I've been wanting to get into cologne lately. Oh, I love scents. What okay. what kind of cologne? What kind of cologne are we talking about? See, I don't. That's the thing. Like when I say I've been wanting to get into it, the last cologne that I bought was Michael Jordan cologne. <laughs> 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 so I am so ignorant because they because they they are very they they wild they they vary wildly in price, right? Yes, I yes. mean there there are good colognes out there that are like. You know, like a hundred dollars for the bottle, but then you get into like your Creed, your Tom Ford, your Byredo, then they're like three fifty a bottle. Okay, you know, six hundred a bottle. Okay, so get some. If, all right, l- let me ask both of you this then. If you guys know about colognes, say all right. I want to drop three hundred dollars on a bottle, and okay. when I, and when I walk past, I want people to look at me. It was like. That's a sexy black man, like mm. that type of cologne, right? Whereas, where, but but it's elegant. It's not like I'm not like you know what's his name Tyson Beckford. Tyson Beckford. Yeah. Yes, not, I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not Tyson Beckford sexy. That's that's too sexy. But but like with like like Maxwell. Um, oh, okay. You know, like Maxwell type right. of. Maxwell or D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Or D'Angelo, yeah. Oh, yeah, D'Angelo. I, if D'Angelo had a smell, what would that even be like, you know? Uh, brown sugar? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's Maybe a little, like tobacco undertones. <laughs> there's a there's a cologne that I that I have by Tom Ford called Oudwood. Um mm. that's very uh yeah, there's it's like um just some wood undertones to it and it smells very, very nice. Okay. But um Tom Ford also makes uh, a, a scent called Tuscan Leather, and it smells exactly like cocaine. Mm. <laughs> okay. Exactly like cocaine. Okay. Cocaine. And you're just like, th- the first time I, I, I smelt it, I was like, oh, oh, this, <laughs> this is uh, bringing me back. And um, <laughs> I think I got the drip. <laughs> and... Um, we need to get out of here because uh, this is a trigger. This is a trigger. Okay. We, need, we need to leave Nordstrom because okay. uh, it's bringing me back. 
to my party. <laughs> That's dangerous. All right. So don't get that one is what you're saying. Unless or, unless or you, get it. Or get it. You know, if you want right. to smell like it's it's supposed to apparently smell like an Italian nightclub. I'm like, well, yeah, of course an Italian nightclub smells like <laughs> cocaine. Um, but yeah. uh, I, okay. All right. I'm that familiar with that about. wood one because I remember smelling it in an airport, you know, where they have uh back in the pre quarantine days. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. That's yeah, a good okay. one. Yeah, it's a very, okay. I love, very I love sexy good sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. All right, y'all gave me something to think about. All mm-hmm. right, I'm gonna buy some cologne and come in and impress my fiance, and she's gonna be like, "Who, Jaquise? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, D'Angelo. I knew I wanted I to marry Jack- you for a reason. I had almost forgot. <laughs> <laughs> this perfume um, saves marriages. Yes. My yes, <laughs> the cocaine perfume yeah. saves marriages. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nico, this has been dope to have you. Uh, I um. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks really for having you me. coming Thank on. You. Yeah. I, sorry. Oh. Go ahead, Kalsa. I, I, w- I wanted to ask one last, yeah, one last thing. Absolutely. What, Nico, like what's like your fashion must. Okay. Impart your knowledge. Yes. Like that one fashion must impart us with your knowledge. Well, um, for me, I only buy pieces that I know I can wear with, at least three or four other pieces in my wardrobe. So whenever I look at a piece, I'm like, oh, this is really cute. But I never want it to be that, that, well, I can only wear it with those shoes or those pants. So I always look at a piece. I I like to collect also like pieces from collections that I know are going to be like sort of like vintage or or resale like in 10, 15 years from now because I just like collecting. But when I look at a piece that's like really great, I always have to think about it and be like, can you wear it with three or four other pieces in your wardrobe? If the answer is no, don't buy it. Because then it's just that one, you know, piece that people like that jacket again. You know, you need to be able to you need to be able to make these pieces sort of work for you instead of you working for the piece. Ooh, I love that. Thank you. I like yeah. that. I like that. And that's smart. I, I should have should have asked you that like two days ago because I just bought something that only will go with like one thing. Yeah. Best by be salty. <laughs> this is Best Buy Jordan. <laughs> so yeah. They only gonna go with my old Best Buy shirt, and uh, I don't have it no more, so I'm screwed. Uh, Nico, I want to make sure to give you the space to talk about anything you want to talk about, promote, give us any knowledge, or share something you want the people to know about. The floor is yours, space is yours. Listen, um, I just want to keep reminding people to you know the pandemic is not over. Keep wearing your mask. Keep washing your hands. Um, Stop partying because this pandemic don't care. Um, and, uh, you know, um, look out for us. Uh, Superstore, we're going to be starting in the fall. We're going to start shooting in a couple of weeks, but we're going to be out in the fall. So look out for us. All new episodes, season six, coming to you. Hell yeah. So watch out. Hell yeah. Nico, this was dope. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Had a blast me. with you, man. Wow, wow, wow. Nico Santos. Santos. You know, he just changed my life. Mm. He just changed my life. That thing he said where he was like, ha, you know. Mm. Mm. Done. I'm a new your, person. What was your favorite part of what he said, Coster? I, I really like that moment where he went, he just had this kind of look on his face and he went, yes. Yeah. That to me... Pivotal. Pivotal. Yeah. Kasser, how are you? How, you know, we, 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 let's check in a little bit. How let's check doing? in. How are you I'm, doing? I'm good, Jaquise. I'm good. This heat wave's got me. Can I cuss? <laughs> yeah, no. Please. No. This heat wave's got me fucked up. Yes. It's, it got me fucked up. I'm like, I'm trying to sleep on the floor, on my, on my floor instead of the bed. Why? Because it's so fucking hot. And then I, I keep drinking water. I drink so much water. It does uh-huh. nothing. It does nothing. You sound it, like my like southern granddad right now, sleeping <laughs> on the floor. Like, does that doesn't make you cooler. Like, that's just a hard-ass floor. It, no, it makes you... I don't know what... It's just like things around me. Oh, and, and then... Yeah, it's like... I don't know. I'm like in this consistent fog and you wake up at 6 a.m. and it's like mm. still hot as shit. I'm yeah, not faring do- well. Do you have AC? You ain't got AC? No. No, of course not, man. Like Damn. old ass LA apartment. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? I before we get out of here, before we get out of here, 
I do got to say, because I you should have some AC because, like, you know, you've already been to the end of the world and you're back. Because for those of you who don't know, you are a voice in an upcoming uh, television show that deals around Jurassic Park. And yes. listen, you've already been to Jurassic Park. You know how hot it is, you know. Come on now, use this Jurassic Park money and get yourself a portable AC. I should, I should. But you know what? These pterodactyls, just like, mm -hmm. they're not buying me in an AC. Damn. They're not buying me an AC. My landlord Damn. isn't getting me an AC. So, you know, I've been through a lot already. It's just extra work to make an AC happen in here. So I just, okay. I just fan myself. Like, like fan this. yourself. You take your hand and mm -hmm. you move it back and forth and the air comes towards you. Okay, so yeah. like a fan. Yeah, it's like a fan. It's like a fan. <laughs> me and your, yeah, yeah, me yeah. and your southern, me and your southern grandpa. Yeah, yeah. you guys are. We exchange ridiculous. These don't yeah. work. These things a, don't work. We have a stay cool WhatsApp thread that we chat on. Jeez, he used to sleep on a hard ass floor talking to. Him. Now I will say this: something that we did used to do when I was a shorty when it was hot <laughs> was we would go to the, we would take our mattresses down to the basement. <laughs> sleep in the basement because the basement was cool as hell. The basement True. was cool because it's underground, you know. Oh, you know what else is on the ground? The what? floor. Thus, it's no. cooler. But that's not, that's like, that's, you are two feet away from where you would be if you were on the bed. <laughs> that's it's not, the hard wood, man. It's the hard wood. <laughs> all right. All right. So you, you may be five degrees cooler. But you'll need a chiropractor when you like wake up for the next day. <laughs> nah, but I, I I love sleeping. I'm a I'm a floor sleeper. Are you a floor sleeper? Yeah. Okay. Well, what about you? Like, are you, are you a, a hard sleeper. mattress or a soft mattress? Don't tell me you're a soft I'm, mattress kind of guy. I'm a sleep number guy, so I adjust oh, whatever God. I need it to be. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here making this earwolf money. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I'm getting. The, I got. I can choose my number for the night. So What's sometimes. Your does sometimes I'm a 55. Sometimes I go as low as a 35. You know, if I'm feeling some, you need some softness or some firmness. Oh, so for for us um, plebeians, like what's what's the high? What's the low? I don't. I went to art school. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> for us, like normal folk. For us, normal. Oh, okay. Uh, what's high for yeah. you? Yes. We, yeah. Like what number would be high? Like if you like, like art. Is is thirty five higher? Oh no no no! Thirty five is softer. Okay. So a hundred would be the hardest. Uh, and the no, it's still not as hard as the fucking floor. A <laughs> hundred sounds hard. harder than the floor. <laughs> no, it doesn't. The floor is just like the floor is infinity. Like that is what the floor <laughs> is. A hundred is still a mattress. It's just harder. But uh -huh. <laughs> okay. I I hover somewhere. I hover somewhere between like the 55, 45 range. That's where I'm at. That's where I'd be at. Fair. Right in the middle. Fair. Right in the middle. <laughs> I'm a moderate. I'm a moderate. <laughs> See, you know, you are an extremist. Yeah. I'm a moderate. And Epidaka is a supremacist. So yeah. you like God. that is we have list. all we all have it. We all wow. have the 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 boxes ticked. Unity. <sighs> Until Costner, Matt does dope. something. Yes, Jakey until he does though. something. Let's yeah. do a let's do a queen of the week. Let's do a queen. Queen of the, of the week. week. Queen of the week. Coster, you are uh, you're the guest, so I will let you go ahead. No, no, no. Who is your queen? Ah, uh, well, my queen. She's been the queen of the week before, so I'm going to repeat her as my queen of the week because, uh, you know, I think that she is the future. Um, you know, what she represents is very much where we want the future to go in our country. And my queen of the week is AOC, Alexandra. She's so uh, cool. She, she's, she's fucking great. I love her so much. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll fight to the end of the, listen, I'll join the gang for AOC. Uh, AOC. I know I'm already in the GD folks game, but I'll join the, the BD folks. I'll join, you know what I'm saying? There you I'll, go. I'll join a rival <laughs> gang. Uh, yeah, you know, she, uh, like I said, she represents the future and, you know, I, I watched a live of her recently, live of hers recently, just talking about how much hate she gets from both sides of the aisle, mm. um, and, and how she perseveres and how she talks about being hope and she speaks to the values that we want to go to as a country and, and it's just really dope 
to see this young woman of color who I feel very much represents where this country is going, which is why so many people are fighting her on it, because even people on our side don't like change uh, mm-hmm. and they don't like change that will ruffle the comfortability that they live in. So um, and she very much represents uh that disruption in the comfort and uh i think she's dope so aoc that's my queen of the week aoc is the best you know just yesterday i was watching i think i was like youtubing her yesterday i don't know why just mm-hmm. for fun i love i love hearing her talk and uh mm-hmm. she was she was on i don't remember what talk show it was just like eating ice cream i yeah. want to eat ice cream with aoc I do you know too. that's I do all too. i want well, you're you know? going to have to fight me for it, Carlson. <laughs> no, like there's enough ice. But the thing with AOC is like she'd bring ice cream for everyone. She you know would. what I mean? She would. And I'll <laughs> fight everyone. My ice cream. <laughs> to have all the ice creams. Yes. Mine. Fair. All right. Who's your queen of the week, Carlson? Okay. So my queen of the week. Um, there, I'm going to shout out a black author. She, uh, Her name is Adrienne Marie Brown. She has this book called Emergent Strategy. And it's like, I remember like when it came out, it just like rocked everybody's world because she was talking about like uh, community and organizing in this very, very new and different way. Like her entire Mm. book is about uh, humans acting like nature. And so everything she talks about is about like relationship, things working on the smallest level. And I swear to God, that book on days when um, I'm at the grocery store. I I have to read a chapter before I go to the grocery store because it's what keeps me cool. All it's right. like So you're saying like I should Bible. read a chapter before I go out into rush hour? Exactly. Exactly. And Matt should read it every day. Every moment. He wakes up. Okay. Yeah. We could get it for you on Audible. Just keep it in keep it in your okay. ear like a Bluetooth to stop <laughs> from the supremacy work, you know? Love I'm it. trying. Yeah. Love it. Queen of the week. This is it. Cosser. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? What's something you want them to know about? Promo some shit that you got coming Promo. up. You do a lot of dope stuff, Coster. Thanks. Um, y'all can find me on Instagram. I am at Coster the Person. And um, have some voiceover stuff coming out. Have a anime project coming out called The Great Pretender. Uh, later this week and then also have Jurassic coming out on September 18th where I'm a kid who's trapped on an island with dinosaurs that's all I got that's dope and everyone remember to take your hair out of the shower mm-hmm mm-hmm because you don't know to... who you're impacting that's true that's true that's true at Culture Kings Pod at Jackie's Neil on everything at Edgar Montplazier on the Twitter Awful Graham on the gram. Guys, ah, it's been a nice one. But you know what? I think it's time to say adios. So adios. Adios.